Welcome everyone to a special spooky edition of Movies with Heart. I'm your host, Paul Fullhart, and I'm with my co-host, Sam Fullhart. No relation. And as I mentioned, um, this is going to be a spooky episode for the month of October. We're going to be doing all um, horror and scary movies. Um, a little part of that, I haven't necess- didn't necessarily see a lot of scary movies at a young age. So we're gonna we're gonna stretch the conceit a little bit. So some of these may <laughs> may have been a little more recent that I saw them for the first time. But figure they're still old. We're still gonna be doing older movies. Um, yeah, and, and I a lot of these movies are ones that I saw at least in you know I I was in my late teens for yes. a lot of these. So maybe not quite childhood, but but still solidly adolescence. So Sam is an old man, so th- thankfully he can he can help make make, make this work. I, I, um, it's true. I'm I'm 30 years old. Um, yeah, yikes. Um, but yeah. anyway, so yeah, so that, that's what that's what we're gonna be doing for the month of October. We're gonna be keeping it nice and spooky. And so Ooh. for this um, first episode, I'm, I'm already quivering in my boots. <laughs> yeah, you can really feel the tension in the air. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through all of these, yeah. Paul. You might have to do some solo episodes. Yeah, um, but yeah, so for this first one, we're going to be doing um, Alien. Um, so very, very old, going back to, what, 1979 um, to the yeah, Ridley, Ridley Scott so. classic. Um, yeah, what do you, when, when did you see this uh, movie for the first time, Sam? I think I was I was 18 or 19. It was early college and mm-hmm. I was at my aunt and uncle's house and I think I watched it by myself. I don't know. It's I'm positive I was at their house, but I don't know why I was while, while visiting a relative I was watching a movie by myself. <laughs> but um it, it was a I hadn't seen a lot of scary movies up to this point. I didn't know a lot about Alien. I had watched Spaceballs, which spoofs the chest burster scene. But I, I think I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that when I was watching Alien for the first time, I hadn't made the connection. So I was, actually was caught off guard by the chest burster scene. So I didn't know much about horror movie conventions. I was not at all aware of the final girl trope. Um, and so I, so I, I remember reading at some point that when they made this movie, they, they wanted to trick you into thinking that the captain, uh, played by Tom Skerritt, was, gonna, was the main character. And he was like, if anyone made it to the end, it was going to be him. But then Sigourney, okay. I guess I'm, I'm just assuming people have seen this. Yeah. But then, yeah, so that's, that was yeah, what spoilers, they were trying to do. Spoilers and then, for Alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But then, of course, Sigourney Weaver is the one who survives, and I that to- that totally worked on me. I was like, because the captain's the second guy to die, and I was like, what? How are they killing oh, yeah. the main character? Um, so yeah, it, I think I was I I'm very grateful that I was able to see this movie without knowing it, you know the, the yeah. tricks. What yeah, about you, no, Paul? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm jealous. I definitely I think I <laughs> saw this at a similar age. I think I was around. I think I was probably like 19 or yeah, 18 or 19 when I saw this. So, so similar age. Um, I think I did go into it with some more background information. I already knew that Sigourney Weaver was going to live the movie. Um, just from, just, just from, I don't know, being around enough people and hearing enough things that 
at some point along the line, I knew that. I'd also seen Alien versus Predator before I watched this movie. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think so. I already kind of knew a little bit about how the aliens worked as far as like, you know, popping out of someone's chest. So I was kind of um, prepared for that as well. Um, yeah. But I, I honestly going into this movie, I really didn't know that much about the actual movie or that it was like a bottle episode type <laughs> movie. I think it may have invented that type of a <laughs> thing. But um, yeah, so it, it was totally, yeah, I think I had a, some of the details spoiled, but the actual execution of the movie was totally fresh to me. And um, yeah, it's been a while now. So I honestly, I don't remember it that well um, at this point. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see um i think is there anything in particular that you're going to be looking for yeah i mean i i've seen this movie at least five times in the last 10 years okay. so um th this is definitely gonna be and so yeah so in, in that respect it's a it's another way that this is kind of a departure from our usual format i i'm i'm not you know i i watched this movie last year actually so um <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, this will be the first time that I'll be watching it, you know, for uh, for a podcast. So maybe that'll change things a little bit. Um, and now that you mentioned that, you know, we had both seen AVP, I I must have known that the chestburster scene was coming. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably misremembering that. Um, and I also <laughs> yeah. swear that I, I have a memory of watching a trailer for Aliens, like on some... Uh, VHS tape in the 90s. So, but I'm pretty sure I, I definitely was taken aback by Sigourney Weaver surviving. Um, Paul, are you so you're just you're pretty much coming into this fresh? Do you have anything that you're looking for? Um, do you actually, yeah. do you remember? Was it scary uh, for you the first time? Yeah, I thought I thought there was a lot of, um, yeah, I know. I thought it was legitimately like scary and had a lot of suspense. Um, and tension in the movie, I think, at least from what I can remember, I thought it did a great job of kind of it was a mystery. So and then there was some, you know, s scary things happening that the characters didn't understand. Uh, I thought they the alien, they did a good job um, of, you know, they showed an appropriate amount of the alien to keep keep your imagination working. Um, and it was just they, I think they did such a great job of, I think, Space is such a good place for conveying like the claustrophobia of being trapped yeah. the creature. And I think it did such a good job, um, like kind of conveying that, at least from my memory. Um, yeah. What, 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 what about you? Yeah. And you've seen I, I it mean, quite a few times. So does it yeah. still? <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, it's, it doesn't scare me that much anymore. I, I still really enjoy it. And I, I rem definitely remember being, uh, you know, on the uh, the edge of my seat the first time I watched it, um, and yeah, I just really hadn't seen anything like it, and and uh, and I think I also really appreciated the the slow burn, you know, nature of it, and I think that's something that I I have uh, appreciated in in years since that it really it really takes its time. Um, yeah. But uh, I yeah. So is there anything that you're kind of going to be going into this looking for? 
Um, yeah, I, th I think the big things, I guess now from what you're talking about, about how it was kind of a twist that the captain died early, I wanna, I'm going to be kind of looking at that more closely to see how the movie kind of leads my expectations because, you know, I, I didn't know that. And, you know, as a yeah. more, you know, later on audience, obviously that trope is now been done in every like, that's like the horror movie classic um and there, i think there's quite a few of other aspects of this movie where this it kind of started the trope and kind of yeah invent kind of started a lot of things so i'm kind of curious to see i know definitely for the first time some some of these older movies that were pretty groundbreaking can sometimes be hard for more modern audiences because they're like oh i'm bored of these tropes but they don't realize that at the time these were incredibly fresh things um, yeah so kind of looking at that and then i think also just looking from like a both special effects i, I remember there's one shot like i feel like there's just like oh. one or two shots of the full <laughs> alien that looked pretty janky um yeah so i was glad that they didn't show it most of the time so i'm gonna be keeping an eye out for that and just i'm i'm i remember it being visually interesting so i'm gonna be paying a lot of attention trying to find additional details and kind of the visuals and the way this storytelling is being used Th those are probably the big things for me um, yeah yeah any do you have anything else uh, before we sign off and get watching uh no let's get to it sweet all right well we'll see you in a bit And we're back, having just watched Alien, um, hot off the press. It's pretty wild. One thing we forgot to mention in the first part, this is an R-rated movie. Um, so it's a little taking it up a notch from our previous ones, I guess. That's why we hadn't watched it <laughs> at, a, at a younger age. It makes yeah, a lot of sense. Um, maybe tuck the kids in now. You know, if you're listening to <laughs> movies with heart as a family, as most people like to do, you know, maybe, exactly. maybe uh, put the kids to bed now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I just yeah, I had forgotten to mention that earlier. But um, yeah, kick things off, Sam. How how did you like the movie? Well, Paul, I love this movie. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you've already I... seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. So. But I, yeah, <laughs> see, it doesn't work as well. No, <laughs> um, but you know, I, it. I think knowing that I was going to talk about it, it did kind of. I, 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 I think I'll hopefully be able to articulate some things about this movie that I really like that I hadn't really ever verbalized before. And and yeah, and it it is I think it's one of those movies that I always remember loving it. But I, I still kind of forget just how amazing it is until I rewatch it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Just to like we, we'll, we can talk about the horror more. But I. You know, watching this movie, I, I find it actually kind of comforting. Like, there's something kind of snug about the, you know, just a small group of people on a ship. So I, I actually found it to be kind of a, a cozy, comforting watch. Wow. Um, Instead of claustrophobic, <laughs> he's getting comfort yeah. instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about you, Paul? Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And for me, this is only the second time I've ever seen the movie. And it's been like seven or eight years so i really I, I wasn't you know i mean i really enjoyed it the first time um but for me it was honestly it felt like a totally different watching experience i think some of the biggest things i've gotten way more into movies since the first time i watched it and so 
there's a lot more that I picked up on there. Um, I think uh, I really remember seeing it and I remembered a lot of the horror aspects of the movie. I had forgotten a lot of more the more sci-fi aspects. So I'm ex- excited to talk about some of that. And I think yeah. the first time around, I w- was pretty scared. So I think I was focused on being scared of the alien and maybe missed some of the character stuff. So I think I paid a lot more attention to that stuff. And I did, I'll be honest, this, this movie didn't feel very that scary to me, um, which wasn't <laughs> a problem for me, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I think I I don't think it needed to be. Um, it had so much else happening that I was honestly, yeah, I really didn't. None, I didn't feel a lot of suspense, which I guess is kind of what you said, too. Which And you've seen the movie yeah. once, you know, horror movies, you know, the, the scariness wears away over time. Um, but thankfully yeah. for this movie. There's the horror wears away and you have a great movie left. So, um, yeah. And I think there is there is still, uh, you know, kind of a creepiness to it, to the the music, to the way it looks. And I also think thematically it's very dark. Yeah. um, Yeah. And that's definitely. Yeah, I think it's I guess. Yeah. And I guess that's the big part is the horror is almost not in the alien. It's almost more of the world yeah. that they're yeah, living in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where the, 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 a lot of the yeah, horror comes from. Um, yeah. But yeah, and do we want to give any extra background or do we want to just jump into the movie? Um, um, yeah, I think I've, uh, I've covered m- most of uh, what I have to say. Cool. Um, do, you, um, do you mean background about us or about the making of the movie? The, the Maybe the making of the movie. I don't know. Any... Additional context, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I well, we were talking a little bit beforehand, and and you were talking about this movie in relation to like Star Wars and uh, Halloween. Do you want to say anything about that now, or do you um, I think I think on? we can get into that as we go. But other than other, the one I guess main thing relating to Star Wars that I'll talk about up front is yeah. you know this is a movie that it was people weren't that sold on the concept early on. It went through a lot of Time in development, and then something happened in 1977. <laughs> um, something big, maybe the the <laughs> biggest. Then you know, Star Wars came out. It's the answer, and sci- <laughs> yeah. sci-fi jumped onto the map. All of a sudden, it was yeah. the hottest thing, and the movie studio was like, "Find me a sci-fi movie." And this happened to be the only movie sci-fi related that was there. And so that's really <laughs> the origins behind this movie getting um, made. Really, it, it was stuck in development hell and that that's what really got got it going and got some momentum and they ended up like upping the budget just and also and some things we'll talk about later it also created a really tight timeline they filmed this movie in 14 weeks and they did 20 weeks of editing and that's a lot because the studio was putting huge pressure on so they wanted to capitalize on that star wars on those star wars dollars um so yeah i guess that that's the one thing going on that's a little context behind kind of what what got this movie made? Okay, cool. I I, I was just gonna say, uh, kind of, I guess, background too. But in terms of the people making it, so we have Ridley Scott as the director, and has he done any other horror movies? I I couldn't. I mean, he's like known for Gladiator and uh, you know Blade Runner, um, others. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Do you know like he, what his, I don't know if he has because so be so he'd only made one movie before this and that oh, was the duelist. Uh, 
If I'm, okay, I'm like, I guess at least one major film. I, I'm sure he's yeah. made other movies. Uh-huh. Um, but it was, yeah, I think it was. So, yeah, I don't know if he, I don't, at least from as far as like major releases, I don't, I don't know yeah. if he does have any other big horror movies, which is, I think, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he was, yeah, chosen for just, yeah, his visual style on, and yeah, the duelist. They considered several other directors, but I think the people behind the movie they, they they weren't they weren't into them. They felt like I think they were the biggest concern for like finding a director was they wanted someone who would take the matter seriously. Yeah. Writers and you know the people who made the screenplay, they thought they really had something here and they didn't want it to be filmed like another like schlock B horror movie. So they that was the main right. thing was they they said no to a bunch of directors because they felt like the the studio was kind of finding just your average horror guys, which I guess this is why they got Ridley Scott here who hasn't done a lot of other horror. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I guess um, that, that so I guess maybe that explains it. Yeah. Well, I, we could talk about the cast once we uh, kind of get into the, the characters, I guess. Um, yeah, should we uh, jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. I, um, I have to say, right. I, I like oh. the open, just the opening yeah. title, the way you get <laughs> oh, yeah. part of the word <laughs> alien and then the it gets filled in uh, after like 10 seconds. And you're just kind of like, it's I mean, it's I don't know exactly how long it is, but maybe like mm-hmm. 10 seconds of just looking at the word alien. And there's some ominous yeah. music. Oh, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, he was the composer for this. He's done a lot of stuff over yeah, the Do you know which, him? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting reading about the music on this one because oh, yeah. Jerry Goldsmith wrote like the main theme of this for this movie and he like was really into it and Ridley Scott told him it was like basically terrible and had him <laughs> rewrite it. I think throughout the entire movie, Ridley Scott basically like just said no at every turn to what he <laughs> wanted to do. And I think yeah, he left what Goldsmith left the movie with bad feelings, even though it ended up being praised. Um, yeah, for its sound um, and yeah, the soundtrack. But they even used a lot of stuff that wasn't his. Like they actually oh. left in some of like the default, like whatever sound stuff they had, like oh. when they were cutting it, and they liked <laughs> that better than what he did. <laughs> um, but well, so I, I guess some. It's pretty different from like Rudy or uh, yeah, you know, Mulan or something. Yeah, of those and movies. I think yeah, and I think that's what I think he was going for more of like your like normal score as far as like a little more whimsy and okay. kind of flair to it. And I think they were kind of adjusting that to make to make it match the movie a little more and make it a little more yeah. grounded. Um, yeah, so th- this is this is your blue collar base movie. <laughs> this this isn't. That's this right. isn't about um, the, um, yeah, the nobility of space. This is this <laughs> the this is the bottom. So that's right. Um, yeah. yeah so, I, so I thought. Sorry, that was a little tangent that I went on, but um, yeah, I thought no, that yeah, was that interesting. Was, uh, that was great. Um, so then, uh, let's see. Does it cut yeah, to uh, the exterior of the of the ship? Yeah. So yeah, we get our Star Wars opening shot to start yeah. this thing, where they just they go do a pan of the ship flying over, and it's the bottom of the ship, and we get to see it. And it is, yeah. Um, let's it's Star Wars, um, but I do like the, as far as ship design. They did they kind of went more with the Star Wars look, where it's not like this sleek spacecraft that I think previously yeah. had been a lot. Versus this one, it's a lot more clunky. There's so many different little like parts and bits coming off of it. 
Uh, yeah. I really enjoy the kind of like space junker um, yeah, vibe. <laughs> this is very much a junker. And yeah, it's just kind yeah. of random pieces here and there. <laughs> There's not like a, you know, um, yeah, it's not yeah. like perfectly shaped or anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then I love this opening scene where you get yeah. to kind of show so it shows you some shots of the spacecraft. You can tell at first you're like, oh, is this an abandoned spacecraft? What's going on? Everything's dark. Um, yeah. And then they have this incredible scene where you almost don't even realize how dark it's been. And then all of a sudden they go yeah. to the place where the, they are. And, and all of a sudden it just lights up. And like your eyes honestly have to adjust. It's like oh, you've yeah. been in a dark room and then you turned on the light switch. And that, that was such a cool um, kind of way of bringing you into the movie when they basically turn the lights on in the ship and wake up all of the astronauts. Yeah, I, um, I love that. Um, I, I also thought in the when they wake up the astronauts, it's interesting. The person that they focus on waking up is uh, Kane, who uh, played by John Hurt, who is the first guy to get killed. Um, and so I kind of, I mean, Spoilers when we about, for the movie Alien. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. I mean, obviously, yeah, this, this is, yeah. Oh, sorry. I guess I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just assuming that people have watched it at this point. Yeah. I think I accidentally spoiled something uh, in the first segment, too. But, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, really you kind joking. of, yeah, I like, uh, in a lot of the, the early scenes, it's not really clear who the main protagonist is. Uh, it's very much an ensemble cast. And I, may, maybe having starting with uh, Kane is kind of intentional because he's the first to go. Um, but uh, yeah, so then we go to a scene of... Uh, so then everyone's up and they're eating. And they're... Um, I, I like that. I think this is something that you see quite a bit in the seventies uh, where characters are just talking over each other and there's not, you know, you can't really hear any one person that well. It just yeah. feels very natural. Um, and the main thing that they're, once it, it kind of does turn into a conversation that you can follow. And the main thing they're talking about is uh, Parker and um, Brett uh the the two what what are, are they the like they're the mechanics, mechanics? of yeah. the um ship yeah right so they're they only they're only uh entitled to like half shares uh, of the um uh profits or something from this uh mission and uh they think that's unfair um so you know rather than really giving us um a whole lot of backstory about uh you know like Ripley say, since she's going to be the main character, we just kind of get this conflict between like the, the blue collar, you know, um, poor workers. And then the, uh, like the, the scientists and the, uh, um, I don't know. What, what are the other the, I mean, you they're scientists like na the they're navigators? Okay. Basically. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think, yeah. yeah, it does such a good job of kind of establishing these characters. Like you said, it doesn't point to any one character as being the main character. It quickly kind of establishes the dynamics of, you know, who the captain is. And you kind of um, yeah. get, a, get a sense for the different characters. Um, then you, And then it's also you're realizing why they're woken up. Because these characters, basically the way the world's established is the, what, that when they're doing long space travel, they basically go into these cryo chambers they're in like a kind of a sleep state 
Um, but they were all woken up. So it's the question is like, why, why did the ship wake us up? Because we're only halfway to where we need to go. So they, they all thought that they were going to wake up and they were going to be arrived back at home from, from their long mission. Um, were they going to be back on Earth? Or wherever, wherever they go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wherever, wherever their home place is, is where, yeah, they they were heading. Um, but then they, they realized that no, we're woken up, but we're not at home. So it's kind of a rude, rude awakening for all of them, if you will. Um, right. And turn, turns out the reason is because the ship has detected, uh, um, organic life, um, forms on a distant planet, I believe. Well, is- it's and Isn't it's, it, it, there's like an SOS or there's some kind of signal coming from it. Yeah, um, I, I thought they just know that there's a, there's an SOS signal and they don't yet know that there's there's organic life. I think they know there's some degree of life there. Okay, um, okay. And then it's yeah, it's an SOS, and I guess according to like space law, if you're a ship <laughs> traveling and you come across yeah someone reaching out, you have to go investigate, regardless of what kind of space ship you yeah. are. Um, so yeah, so that's so that's what they have. So they got to go go down to this planet um, to investigate what's going on. Um, right. Um, so then uh, we have uh, our captain uh, Dallas, played by Don Scarrett. He goes along with. I think it's uh, Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, sorry. I, I, Just when for... I practiced law uh, for a year, there was one of the attorneys was named Dan Scarrett. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Tom Scarrett. Um, and then, um, oh, and I, I was just going to say, this cast is stacked. Like, except for um, Veronica Cartwright, who plays Lambert, I know everybody else from uh, other, like, big movies. Um, yeah. And I don't, think, I don't think all of them, well, yeah, definitely not all of them were big at this time. Certainly not uh, Sigourney Weaver. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Dallas goes with uh, Lambert and uh, Kane. Um, and yeah, they go out exploring this planet. Um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about in terms yeah. of like the visuals here. And uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, like what did you think of the, uh, the design of the ship uh, that they, they find? Oh man, it's it's so cool because it, it's like you know you have it's already shown their space junker kind of thing, and yeah. then you, they come to this crash ship, and it is a much more kind of like sleek and foreign design. So it's already speaks to it's kind of a you know a foreign alien, if you will, um, <laughs> type ship. Um, and so yeah, and it's so cool. The it's just the whole set design when they're on the planet, I thought was yeah. so and like just interesting. You know it's very dark but yeah you have this ship crashed down on it and you have just the landscape kind of this barren and like stormy kind of harsh landscape yeah um it, it looks love, really good um i agree i, I love and this is something that other movies have done but you can hear them breathing in their yeah. um suits and like i i love i love just it's just completely silent except for uh the people breathing yeah. and it's just kind of creepy um the uh, one, so, one fun fact on that one of the reasons that yeah. they're breathing so loud is because they initially didn't have like an like any kind of airflow air release in their suits and so they oh. were literally just breathing like the same air and there was several people passed out during the filming 
of this movie. Oh. So they eventually did incorporate a way for oxygen <laughs> to escape. And I guess it was really hot while they were filming. Oh, wow. um, so, <laughs> so so some well, of that was exacerbated. Um, okay. But yeah, I love that. I also, and then I love, oh, keep going. Oh, I, I and uh, when I listened to the Ridley Scott uh, director's commentary, he said that they used like his kids and some other people on the production crew's kids for the, they were in the suits for a lot of it um, so that they could like, um, you know, so that things would look bigger. Yeah, yeah, they created the set design and he was like, this doesn't look big enough. And so they, yeah, yeah they got their kids for, for a lot, quite a few of the shots on the planet. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, that was but, when they eventually put in the oxygen because the, the kids were passing out. Well, it's not <laughs> so they're like, this kids. isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, just to go back to the, the uh, ship design. I, mm-hmm. So I, I thought this was pretty... Uh, apparent and then when I, I i looked to confirm that this was the uh intention but the the ship looks very phallic um like yeah, i guess it, yeah i, I didn't feel like, <laughs> i didn't notice it at the time but now I, I see what you're saying i guess my mind's in the gutter um but yeah it, it kind of looks like just erect penises um, but it's a really cool it's a super cool design it's super sleek i everything that you're saying about it is true um but <laughs> i feel bad now <laughs> No, I think it's an awesome design. <laughs> yeah, I'm go- so I'm just gonna not You're talk just anymore. gushing about the, the ship. Yeah. This beautiful I ship. I could look at that all day. <laughs> um, Yikes. Um yeah. yeah. Um uh, I was trying to what, I guess one one other thing, just kind of while they're on the plane. I really love the sound design in this movie. Yeah. I think this and um just kind of going I, I really enjoy quieter movies. I think is what yeah. I'm finding. I think that part of it's just because I'm used to hearing so many loud movies with prominent scores and soundtracks. And to hear a movie that more, it uses like environmental noise, you know, you're hearing yeah. the rain and like you were saying, the breathing. It just, yeah. I think it really puts you in the scene um, so, so well. Um, and I, and it also helps with it's... the like tension of the movie because it's yeah. like, you hear it's it establishes that oh they're in this like sucky place but there's also like this mysteriousness to it um, yeah yeah no i um yeah and sometimes it's like you just hear the humming of the ship too like i really yeah. that kind of indistinct white noise um but yeah uh it, on the planet so uh they so they encounter a skeleton that's uh once it, wait, they go into the yeah they 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 go into the ship into the mm-hmm. ship yeah and there's like a they call it a chair right yeah yeah there's what was that thing exactly? so it's an alien there there's an ancient alien in the chair which I think is super cool because yeah. part of some of the world building I think as I said earlier I thought that the sci-fi elements were way more interesting than I remembered uh, just some of the world building where it doesn't like go in depth as far as we don't hear the backstory of, you know, but this just it clearly establishes that this is a world where like they're in the wide space and it's still so much of it's unknown. They're kind of yeah. like it's kind of a cold, empty, endless space where you never know what you're going to find and turn up the further you go into it. And so here we see this ancient alien. It's like this huge, super cool looking um, creature. I love the design on it. And it's yeah. just clear, it's clearly clearly been here for a long time, and you're you're wondering like, oh man, what like was this race, and this, where did this come from? How long has this been here? Um, and right. it, but it's just part it, of the set. Um, I just think that's yeah, 
Yeah, and, and so the other, I, I totally agree. Uh, don't they say, I, I hadn't noticed this uh, the other times that I watched it, I don't think, but the alien's, like, chest is burst open, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They oh, say yeah. that something you, burst out of this alien's chest. They they at least say that there's, like, a. I mean, they, they definitely specifically note the hole in its chest, and it focuses yeah. on that, so... Which I right. didn't notice that the first time. The first time that that like foreshadowing did not like. Yeah, I wasn't I, suspecting anything. I wasn't that either. So that's great uh-huh. foreshadowing, and and mm-hmm. and so I think I also thought, at least on the first couple watches, that that alien like was the same species as the the oh, alien that gotcha. goes comes aboard the ship, but it obviously wasn't. It's, yeah, it was it's, another yeah. race that was like wiped mm-hmm. out by the. Uh, what are the in this movie, they they don't call the alien. They don't have a name for the alien. No, uh, right? No, just the alien. Uh-huh. It's just it's just the alien. Yeah, yeah. It's just the alien. Which what we're talking about? I love the like the double meaning of the the title. I never really realized that, but it's you know it's referring to like the obviously specifically the alien, but then yeah. it's also using it alien as in like like a foreign foreign th- yeah thing which i oh yeah i don't know i thought it was good the title was more clever than i thought (laughs) Um, i never thought about that yeah um it's like you know an undiscovered planet and um it's yeah anyway sorry yeah no 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 it's good yeah um so then they end up in this area where there's like a there's a like um like a fog or a mist like a little bit above the ground and there's yeah, all these the, eggs. Yeah, yeah basically, what, yeah, they, they discover basically a cave underneath the ship. Um, yeah. So they're they're going in the ship and they find this cave underneath it. And I love the shots of going down to the cave. I think this part is done so well because they basically you see first it's a close up of Kane getting lowered down into this dark area. Um, and they establish you see that he has like a headlight and then like some kind of light on his stomach. And then it zooms way out to establish this huge cavernous oh, yeah. area. Um, and it, but it's and then you see him dangling with his two lights, uh, <laughs> which obviously, you know, this is a scaled down rep, you know, it's set. It, yeah, it's um, but the way they're able to the, speaking of, you know, I mentioned a, a lot a few episodes ago talking about spy kids when they zoom in on the. Um, mansion after showing it from afar and the walls oh, yeah. don't match up at all it <laughs> took me out of it this is a case of that tech type of technique done right where they zoom yeah. out and everything like totally aligns and your mind is completely tricked and i just i love seeing huge spaces in movies i think it just yeah. looks so cool like the, getting that grand scale and that they were able to do pull that off so convincingly to like me now in 1979 yeah is so impressive and they have you know the little thing the little thing with the two lights on it i think does a lot in um establishing but it's dark so you can't see any of the other details um, right sorry i just had to no that i had to, had to go yeah. on that that was amazing yeah <laughs> um, um i i think you you probably tend to be better at, at noticing things like that than me so uh yeah please um yeah that, that's just just one of the coolest uh moments yeah. in the movie um so i'm glad you highlighted it um yeah so uh so then they're uh um kane's checking out these eggs and i i like i mean i like too when you can like 
you can see inside the egg, you see some weird, you know, foreign substance. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they use like uh, raw meat apparently for, for some of this. Um, but it, it yeah. looks really gross. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of it, like intestines and stuff. Yeah. It was used. Um, um, and you yeah, see some. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I think you were alluding to this earlier, but yeah, it's kind of foggy down there. And then there's this blue light um, over above all of the eggs, which just, I think, helps. It's just such a like an interesting and visually cool environment. You don't know what the, like, what I don't even know what this is doing, but it's there. Yeah. And it just helps for establishing the scene. I mean, I'm assuming that it's some kind of thing. Where's the light coming from? I don't know, but I, I'm a, I'm assuming it's some kind of thing that was keeping the eggs like preserved or something okay. is my my theory or like holding them right. there. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. And, and so I and guess so, we don't we don't really know what like we just know that there are these eggs. We don't see any life forms. Um, we uh, we don't know whether these eggs are. Uh, connected to the alien skeleton that we saw, right? Like, very little information is given at this point. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think the only, like, additional information is Ripley back on the ship has analyzed the so-called distress signal, and I think she's now realized that it's actually a warning. So they've they've given us that so that we're already way more on guard and like, oh, gosh, yeah. So I think we do have the context of like, oh, we think this is a they're walking into a bad situation at this right. point. Um, and and an- another thing about that. So Ripley says that she's going to go out uh, to try to help them. Mm-hmm. And then Ash, who is the like head scientist, um, he he says, like, well, what's the point? Um, you know, uh, and then he explains that, like, by the time if there was if there's danger by the time that, you know, she got there, it would be too yeah. late. Um, but so we kind of, we, we see an example of Ripley, you know, caring about the crew and exhibiting a willingness to put herself in danger for them. And then Ash, um, you know, he seems just really callous. And, and then he does explain, well, there's nothing we can do if they are in danger. But anyway, um, I thought yeah. that was a nice little, character moment and it uh yeah yeah it it becomes (laughs) relevant uh uh later um but um yeah so so uh kane sees some movement in the egg and he peers down and you get kind of i don't know a classic horror movie moment where you like know something is going to happen it's just only only a matter of when um and uh let's see how does how exactly does it does it just come out of the I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So the egg basically he's yeah, he's kind of yeah, put his glove across the egg. He's seen inside of it. And then which that was um, Ridley Scott's hands <laughs> oh. moving um, from underneath. <laughs> so one little fun fact. I'm surprised that he himself was doing it, but um, yeah. it's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, and so then. And basically, once he touches it, for whatever reason, that like basically activated the egg. And so it opens up and he's peering over it. And then a thing launches out from the egg and hits him in the face. And it kind of cuts away from him at that point. Um, and right. but we know that something bad has happened. <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah. 
yeah and basically for so from there then they're like oh gosh they um yeah dallas and um the other person they work to get you know him Blander. out of the out of there and you know try to get back onto the ship which then introduces the next conflict of you know it makes sense in this world where there's they're exploring space that they have strict quarantine uh, regulations this so is very R- timely <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Um, but yeah, Ripley's like, hey, we can't let them onto the ship. Um, sure, that could help save Kane's life, but it will put all of our lives in jeopardy. And um, and they're, they're like, oh, come on, let me in. This is an order. And she's like, no, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, the captain is saying, <laughs> you know, let's just break the <laughs> quarantine protocol. Yeah. Um, we're not going to let Kane die. Um yeah, yeah and sorry, every ahead. everyone seems to be on board with that except for Ripley. She's like, "Hey, this is a terrible idea." Um, and then Ash ends up s- stepping in and opening the door, so in direct conflict with Ripley and the the regulations. Yeah, um, and kind of, and also, I think Ripley, when the captain's off the ship, she's the next highest in command, so it's also going against her um, command as well. Exactly. Um, and so, and I think yeah, it's they, interesting. They, sorry, just oh no, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting that we've seen Ash just, you know, a few minutes earlier, you know, kind of being this sort of calculating guy, you know, being, being like, well, let don't, you know, Ripley, don't go out to help them. There's nothing that you can do. And then now he, for some reason, um, this decides, oh, we can't let this one person die, even if it would risk the whole rest of the crew. So I think... Um, yeah, you're kind of like, hmm, why? Why would this guy in particular uh, make that decision? Maybe there's uh, something else going on that we're not uh, privy to yet. Um, exactly. And so then basically they get Kane into the medical bay. Um, they're trying to figure out what's going on with it. Um, they're kind of, you know, trying to poke and prod to see what they can do to get him. This basically, we see that it's the alien has attached itself on to Kane's face, basically, um, and so they're trying trying to see what what can we do to get him off it. The creature design's awesome on this thing. Yeah, what did you the, think the, about the this? face grabber? I love like the fingers and the tail yeah. and stuff. I thought it looks really cool and gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to to continue with uh, you know talking about uh, slightly. Uh, dirty thing. So, so this was. I mean, they were trying to evoke yeah. uh, uh, oral rape <laughs> yep. here. Um, so, and when you you do uh, eventually get to to see the um, the other side of the creature, and it uh, has kind of a, a vaginal uh, look to it. Um, but yeah, so this is. Uh, so anyway, that that was um, that was something that they were going for here. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please continue, Paul. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess um, I wasn't I wasn't planning on talking about all the okay, things, we, we can, I guess we we're, can, we're all in yeah. on it. I know. Let's go let's go all in. Um, there I mean, certainly it's, it's is a lot of that in this relevant, movie. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Um and so then basically they realize that this thing is like they can't get it off without also killing Kane. Uh, so that's yeah. super crucial and it's doing something. Um, a lot of shenanigans ensue. They realize that it has acid in itself, and eventually the thing just isn't on Kane anymore. And they yeah, we don't know where it's gone. 
they just come mm-hmm. back to the med medical bay and, and it's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, you have a fun scene where, well, the carcass of the thing falls on Ripley's shoulder or whatever. It's a little bit of a, yeah. a little bit of a scare, but, and then they check out Kane and it's like, Hey, Kane's alive. Um, yeah. And you know, and, pretty soon, pretty soon he's all of a sudden, he's actually up and about having a good yeah. time. So they're all, they're joking, having, having a good dinner. Yeah. yeah. Giving the good jokes. I, Oh, maybe we're going to say the same thing. But I mean, this has definitely become a, a, a big trope in horror movies. And I think it, it is a little funny in this movie. But everyone is just so happy that Kane's alive and, and acting like everything's fine. Even Ripley, who, you know, it, like recognizes the danger of letting Kane on with this, you know, foreign life on him. Like she's just she's smiling um so they're all like oh uh, that's i guess uh everything's good uh the creature's dead we can just uh enjoy each other's company and uh get back uh home um yeah exactly did you think it was like did you think it was i guess when i'm uh the question here is like was it over the top or or did it still it's hard for acting i i think i think it fit in you know, it's a little hard because I'm coming at it from a lens of someone that's seen a lot of movies since this movie. So it's hard, yeah. f- like, it's hard for me to fully put myself in the place of like someone that was, you know, seeing this movie in 1979. I think certainly for them, I don't think it would have been too too over the top because you know, I think you know, even at that conversation, you know, they're still talking about some of like the, you know, the mechanics are wanting to get their better wages. There's still still yeah. like, you know, there's there's it kind of just basically I think it just does pretty much just resets to the like some of their conversations earlier on. Other than that, they're they're right. happy that they're happy that Kane's there and they also, you know, they have the ship fixed and they're gonna get to go go home. Um yeah. so I think they're they're you know, so it makes sense that they'd be excited that they, they didn't want to yeah. go on this even beyond right. Kane being okay, it's more like, hey, we get to go home. <laughs> right. And they have seen so this that's... thing. They've seen that it's dead. So I guess, yeah. given given what they know, and yeah. forgetting, you know, uh, they don't know that they're in a horror movie. They're not aware of these <laughs> tropes. It, yeah, I guess it makes sense that they would be pretty happy. Um, but then, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, all is not well. Um, Kane starts uh, kind of choking, and um, yeah. uh, Parker makes a couple of jokes about the the food. Um, and then, um, he, then he just, he just starts like flipping out. He's, uh, like shaking uncontrollably. He's, uh, on the table. Um, and, uh, yeah, at a, at a certain point, um, some blood, uh, spurts out of his chest. Um, and I like how that happens and that's kind of shocking. And, and he kind of stops moving for us. They like give you a second or two to breathe. And then it just gets crazy again. Um, and then the uh, the titular alien uh, bursts out of his chest. Um, and, um, well, before we get to... So, I, I, I think uh, 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 Ronica Cartwright, uh, oh, Lambert, yeah. uh, she does a really good job of just, like, being terrified. And she's just like, oh, God, like... Uh, yeah, and she well, gets all this blood on her. Do um, Do you know some of the context, or like some of the background on this scene? Um, uh, I don't think so. You, okay, you yeah. 
So well yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, and obviously you know this is like one of the most iconic scenes. It's been parodied to death. Yeah. Um, but and it's a really cool scene. But one of the things that they did, which I think has pros and cons, is that they actually they did one shot and they didn't tell any of the actors that there would be blood. Uh, the, from what the actors oh. knew, there was just going to be a thing popping out of his chest. And so the blood was actually a complete surprise to them. So that's like their, it's basically their genuine reaction. And um, what's her fate? Yeah. And Veronica Cartwright like got in her eyes and she like had a a real life panic attack. Like that wasn't like acting. That was like a real, that was like she was so shocked by it. And it got into her eyes and she was so disoriented that she legitimately like fell to the ground and had like a panic attack from it um wow so so yeah which is really cool and you can really feel like they're they're like surprised and shocked and horrified reactions of the blood so yeah yeah, i thought that was uh, yeah (laughs) interesting i mean that's one way to get the good genuine reactions but yeah so that was her 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 ability there went a little beyond just acting (laughs) um to do that that was yeah um which yeah. and then um yeah so i guess we, we want to talk about the rest i think that for me this was definitely yeah. this was there's yeah what two scenes in the movie that i think didn't necessarily hold up perfectly great i think yeah i think a lot of people love this scene for me unfortunately when the th- creature pops out of the <laughs> chest and runs away um, <laughs> instead of horror i'd say it brought a smile to my face um, the way it looks i think the weird for me the weirdest thing is just how like upright it is it made me think yeah. of like do you know those like lizards that run across the water oh um, they, uh, they like run on two legs across oh, water yeah. and yeah, it yeah, literally yeah. it made me think of like one of those videos yeah <laughs> i thought it looked so goofy the way yeah, it ran it, out um yeah it's so upright it, it's so stiff and it yeah. just kind of the, and then just zooms across the yeah, screen like and yeah like it's not moving at all naturally yeah um, i feel like i can practically see the person below holding yeah. the puppet on the stick and just moving it yeah. forward like that's you can, exactly like, what it looks like i just am like that is what i am seeing so that that part definitely yeah. took me out of the movie i wish a few things i think this is the one creature design that i didn't work for me i i don't yeah. think that the t- creature looked good i think they needed more of like they just have that like on the ground and more of like a slithering thing yeah i think it could have looked better and maybe they give it a little motion and not such like a quick just jerk and <laughs> linear run <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> see yeah, you all yeah. later <laughs> yeah that's just like i'm out of here just it, it looks like, like looney tunes or something yeah <laughs> um, um yeah that, that and, part's and, rough and, and if we want to keep going it with it, I mean, they to needed that. to get the erect penis visual. So, I mean, I get why they had right. to have it, it upright. You, yeah, need, yeah. you need your erect penis there. But I think they could have <laughs> sacrificed on their, their phallic uh, dream and made yeah. it just a slithering creature, personally. Yeah. Um, but but given how effective it is prior to that, I think that's also partly why yeah. it's, it's, like, so deflating, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but, um, but, yeah, so could we talk a little bit? more just about the whole uh like face rape and then um pregnancy through the chest birth out of the chest like i think it is it's interesting in in horror movies they're typically the female deaths are more drawn out and they get more 
attention. So I, I do think it's kind of interesting that this is like mm-hmm. one of the probably at least in the top three, like most famous horror uh, deaths and it's a death of a, of a male character, but he like, he dies giving birth essentially. So it, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know exactly what to make of that. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. I, what do you, do you have any thoughts? I, I, I think you pretty much said all. I mean, I guess they're trying to evoke like the horror for men of, Fear of pregnancy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So we get out of there. We have that that scene. Um, which yeah. Um, I think a lot of people praise it. That was definitely the. I think at the time people thought it looked great. So maybe Even it's one the of those things. Movie? Yeah, I think so. For huh. for the time. I mean, if you think okay. about like some of the, you know, I guess creatures like that at the time, thinking like Star Wars or something. Like that's not yeah. like that out of line. The problem is that the tones of the movies are so different, and with the yeah. tone of Star Wars, you're willing to be a little more okay with a yeah. kind of a goofy looking and moving creature, versus uh-huh. in a horror movie, the the tone of it just didn't it didn't match. Um, but yeah. yeah, so so we get there, and so all they realize, oh shoot, there's an alien on the loose in our ship. We have no idea where it is, and it has killed K- and Kane's dead. Um, so. Yeah. Things things have gotten real all of a sudden. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this is where they go to. They formulate the plan of they go with the classic Scooby-Doo. Let's split up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 exactly. They yeah, they split up into groups of three. Um, so at least they, yeah. at least they didn't split up into two smaller. Gr- yeah, they could have. Yeah, no, they, they, they did again. And, you know, I think they did formulate a legitimate plan where. Which, yeah. um, and this is one of the things well, I appreciate with some of the characters is that they don't, you know, you don't just have like the completely incompetent captain. Yeah. To, like, trope. like the captain actually legitimately has like good leadership and formulates yeah. a well thought out plan, um, which I enjoy. Cause there, you know, there's other times when he does stuff that you're like, oh, that's stupid, but he's not like, it's not making him just like a completely uncaring and incompetent captain character. I think there's yeah. a lot more. No, he's like a mixed bag. He makes he makes yeah. a couple key decisions that were bad, but then he, <laughs> a lot of the time, he is like confident and he rises mm-hmm. to the occasion. And and yeah, and at this point too, uh, they've only seen this tiny little creature that is upright and you know mm-hmm. moves in really. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think they. I mean, like I don't think they should be that freaked out at this point right um like i guess they're they're pretty freaked out kane died so well they know that it can kill somebody and it has acid blood so i I think they're pretty i think they're pretty worried about it to be honest (laughs) okay that's fair that's fair um you know because they they don't know how it operates it might they might think that it could oh yeah no i think they they break up because i mean three should be plenty for this small creature and you know and they devise their plan they create these devices Ash puts together that can track a, um, anything's movement. So they have these devices to mm-hmm. try to find it. Um, and they get going. Um, and for, of course, our, our boy Brett, he thinks he's <laughs> found it, but it's actually Jonesy the cat, um, one of the, <laughs> the great other characters in the movie. But then That's he the introduction <laughs> to Jonesy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that we've seen Jonesy before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out actually at the time. I was like, wait. 
have I seen Jonesy before? Because they kind of yeah. act like we should know who Jonesy is. Oh, it's Jonesy. <laughs> yeah. And it was, well, was, I was like, it made Jonesy me think sleeping? that it, it made me think that there was like footage earlier that had Jonesy that got cut for the final cut is yeah. the way that I read that. Um, yeah. Because it. Yeah, it felt like the characters. Yeah, it felt like the actors thought that they already know knew who Jonesy was when yeah. at least because I had the same reaction where I was like trying to think back of like, has Jonesy been in this movie yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, also, just based on what we know about the company from watching the whole movie, th- do you think it's plausible that they would let the crew bring a ca- like or OK, maybe w- was there some reason related to the mission that they brought a cat or was it just like oh somebody on the crew likes cats you know it's a long journey we'll let you bring the cat like what was the i i I think this is part of the fact that which you know that this isn't this is the like bottom feeder space stuff so like you know that's a controlling company but they you know they they've snuck on a cat is basically what i think okay you think they they violated i don't think that the company knows but yeah but you know They're, they're, they're just like you're, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing what they need to do to get by. Right. They're, they're not too worried about <laughs> regulations and stuff. Right. Um, what, what was their original mission? It's, it's very vague. Um, okay. Which I think is good. I think, yeah, I wish that more movies would be more vague about a lot of the details. I don't think I need to understand like all of the specifics if it's not relevant to like the actual what the movie's going for so yeah i I only ask because i I think they're like a cargo ship is my guess okay i thought that if there was a detail about their mission then it would be relevant but yeah i i agree that there's a lot that isn't explained in this movie and it doesn't doesn't make it any and it adds less is more yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um, um we can okay, use our so, imaginations um yeah. But yeah so so jonesy goes off and then um and brett foolishly doesn't capture yeah jonesy the other two so yeah uh, ripley and parker Rip- are like what the hell brett why didn't you grab that yeah. and he's like what do you mean and they're like well now our little sensor thing's gonna keep going off for the cat and we're gonna keep getting false positives so you get your ass back there and get get this cat for us <laughs> Unfortunately, which you know, I'm I'm well, assuming that even for audiences at the time, that we yeah. all know that person going off on their own is the, the kiss <laughs> of death for Brett. Yeah, <laughs> gonna have our it, second victim. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you? So, just one personal thing about this Brett scene. It always bothers me that he goes into this room and there's water dripping down, and he like. He he like lets it fall into his face. He even like laughs a little bit of it up. And that water must be disgusting, right? If it's coming from the ship. <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't think about it. Okay. <laughs> to, be, to be honest. I was just I was like, oh, this I mean, I thought it was a really cool scene. I think and then you know, this is some of the stuff that we're not gonna quite be able to capture just talking about it. And there's a lot of these kind of moments with the characters where we kind of see that, you know, these these are people that like I don't know, they're 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 basically they're people that are in a really cold and uncaring space, and like they're just yeah. like they're kind of bursting at the seams, or they they're kind of trapped, feel trapped in the society, and it's just kind of part. You know, you see him just kind of they're in this tense, stressful situation, and he's just kind of at his wit's end, and he just gets the water, and it just is like he has this little moment where he yeah. he kind of just drops all like I don't know pretenses and just 
kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought yeah, it was okay. a really effective. He has a moment to thing. just kind of enjoy himself and uh, not yeah, think and about just, anything else. Yeah, exactly. And just, yeah. yeah. So Unfortunately, that, that's kind of what I got. Yeah, um, right, right. But yeah, and um, then this part, which is something that I had alluded to earlier, this is when the movie goes, um, starts going Halloween on us. Um, which I think it does a really, a really great way with the camera work of you're following Brett and you're seeing him. The whole movie has been from like the third person view. And then it smoothly transitions into this part where you get into the first person all of a sudden, um, which yeah. I thought that was really cool where all of a sudden we're seeing it from everything from Brett's eyes and kind of moving with him. Um, and I think it adds a lot to the tension of the scene where we're kind of like looking around and we're limited to what his view is. And it really, really kind of smoothly transitioned us from we're observing a crew and now we are this one crew member kind of scared for his life out here. Um, so yeah. it really puts, puts you in his shoes all of a sudden. Um, I re- really, really enjoyed the way they shot that. Yeah. And I, I also think the transition to first person can be jarring if not done right. And they do a, in a really creative way where it's kind of smoothly transitions into that. Um, what, did, what did you think of his death? It was cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a lot. What, what, what did you think? Oh yeah. I, I thought it was cool. I, I mean, it, uh, we were talking about this a little bit uh, beforehand. You don't really see that much. He gets gored, but by the mm-hmm. alien and, and, and I guess, this is where we see that the alien is significantly yeah. larger. So that's kind of <laughs> a crucial reveal. Um, we've seen this tiny little thing scampering across the room, and now it's like significantly larger than Brett. Um, and so, yeah, apparently it uh, grows at a very uh, rapid pace. Um, yeah, and I guess in before, that's the thing we missed, was before this when Brett's walking around, which is, this is the point when he should have shouted to the heavens, and gotten everyone near him is he finds a shedded skin. Oh and, yeah. Like a snake yeah. of those of like of the creature size. So you as the viewer already know, oh shoot, this creature this has thing's... this thing has like gotten bigger, like yeah. you know, for morphed into something else. So we yeah. as the viewer know, oh crap, thanks. This isn't just this little lizard running around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna be a serious creature. So yeah. that was the part where I'm like, come on, Brett. How, how yeah, did you just I see know. that and then just do nothing with that detail? Um Yeah, that was that was a little um but little yeah, bad. so but but then we finally get to like have that our fears are realized when we see the creature um yeah. stab him. And I think I mean it's nice they for the most part you don't see the creature that clearly and it, you know you see it for like a split second and then yeah. it's gone. You see like um, part of it, not like the yeah, whole see, creature. Exactly. And obviously, you know, given what they had to work with at the time, that's a good way to uh, like keep the creature menacing and like not have to reveal some like cheesy, you know, guy in a suit or something. But I, exactly. I also think it just, it, it's still like, it makes, you know, it's uh, leaves more to the imagination Exactly. And, they they uh, definitely they definitely learned from Jaws here. This is where you yeah. definitely see the Jaws influence, where they um, kind of work to not fully show the creature for for a lot of the movie. Yeah, um, kind of build um, that suspense. I, yeah, 
I was a little confused in the next scene. Uh, so Ripley and Parker are talking about how this alien grabbed um, grabbed Brett. Yeah, how, how they saw the, it. <laughs> yeah, in the scene in the scene with Brett, it seems like he's totally by himself. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that too because first of all, they established quickly. So when that happened, I was a little like confused because I was like, oh wait, how did they ever figure out that the alien gets bigger until like later? And then yeah. they immediately are just like, oh yeah, the alien's huge. We saw it kill Brett. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what? You, why didn't you say anything when you saw him get killed? I know. They <laughs> just watched. They <laughs> just quietly watched and then walked away. <laughs> and like, it wasn't, didn't seem like they were like out of breath from running from, I yeah. don't know, the, the creature didn't come after them. Um, yeah, yeah that, 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 that part from like a continuity standpoint, I'm assuming that there was additional footage of yeah, that happening that was cut. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, so um, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that, that one, that one, and the cat were kind of like those were the ones yeah. that like stuck out at me as like, yeah. Huh. That's a little huh. doesn't quite line up with what I remember seeing two seconds ago, but you know. But maybe um, they were smart. They knew that if they made any noise, the alien would yeah. turn on them. That, so. that, that was what I I mean, that was what I told myself. The movie's established enough goodwill at this yeah. point that it's not a big deal. Like this doesn't like yeah. take you out of the movie, and it's not like you can you can say to yourself, Oh, they they must have just like observed it from a distance or something. And yeah. like the yeah. Like I, I, I definitely I was filled in my gap while I was yeah. watching. It. It's like, yeah, yeah, you could kind of explain that away. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, um, yeah. So they've so, so, yeah, they've all gone back together. They've all now know that thing, things are even more serious. Um, yeah. And this is when we get introduced to mother, I think. Um, yeah. For the first time. And so we see see the um, captain Dallas go into this um well like brightly lit room um which it turns out to be like basically the computer room so we learn that this ship is controlled by this um computer called mother and it basically is like um this yeah thing that tells them everything that they're supposed to do and he's basically trying to ask it like how do we deal with this situation and it's saying like basically does not compute to any of his yeah. <laughs> attempts at figuring out the uh, what yeah. to do in the situation. And, but I think this is such a cool part because it quick, it starts to really build on like, that this is like a cold uncaring space where it's like this corporation puts this, them in this ship and they've created this computer that will direct them and tell them everything that they're supposed to do. So it's yeah. even like extra informal, like it's not even a human communicating to them. Yeah, it's they're they're out by themselves in space, and the only thing they have to rely on for what to do is this computer. And then here we learn that this computer is not even equipped to deal with this situation that they're in, so they just feel like completely yeah. hopeless. Uh, which I thought the the whole the, I think Mother was such a cool addition um, to it. Yeah, I do too. And and I I mean I was curious if you had any. So I was thinking about like why it's called mother. And I mean, it seems like it's just kind of like you think of your mother as this like, you know, caring uh, person who mm-hmm. like birthed you and uh, protects you. And then mother in this world is just, a, you know, um, 
uh, like indifferent uh, artificial intelligence system. D did you have any thoughts about why it was called Mother? Do you think I, I, th I think I think you just hit on it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really yeah. have anything else to add to that. Um, cool, but yeah, I, I, I just, like when I really the Dallas. That. Okay, yeah, I um, I was just gonna so like the last thing that Dallas writes to Mother is because uh, he's gonna go into the the um, the uh, what is it the air duct or something. Yeah. The, yeah. And he, he asked, what are my chances? And then just gets a does not compute. <laughs> it's just so, so cold. Um, yeah. And and I think at this point, you kind of know that things are not going to work out for Dallas. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was what did you think about the character of Dallas since he's about to get killed? Uh, I thought we could uh, talk <laughs> yeah, about uh, it. character. <laughs> <laughs> send off for dallas um, yeah yeah i i really liked his character because i mean like i kind of talked about earlier i like that they established like you know he has his flaws but at the end of the day he is really trying to do his like part and he's willing he's not a captain that's like gonna stand by and direct others to do it like he's he's willing to get yeah. down and like do it himself as of this part like he volunteers to be the one to go into the air ducts to try to yeah. um smoke out the alien so like he's you know he he really does like want to do a good job and he cares about his crew he's not a he's very flawed um yeah he's clearly like emotional kind of a good old boy um there's but, also a scene yeah I, I um just i agree with what you're saying but just to add a, I, there's a scene where he and ripley are having an argument and um, Ripley thinks that he's being too that Ash is be, or, sorry that Dallas is being too deferential to, to Ash and um, and stuff and and he he says something like uh, like we like you just do what the hell they tell you to do and he kind of has mm -hmm. he has a little bit of attitude like I am just kind of a cog in the machine I don't I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing you know. Um, but I know these are my orders and I'm just going to gonna do it to get, uh, you know, enough money to scrape by. Um, so I kind of like, he seems like just a really beaten down, uh, yeah. you know, worker basically. Um, yeah. They, um, it's, yeah. There's kind of, we were talking about it. They do a great job with a lot of like them and establishing these are all people that are kind of like, yeah, beaten down workers trying, yeah. to, trying to make the best of their situation. Um, exactly on ideal circumstances yeah and the fact that um parker and uh and brett you know are only getting half like he you know he's the he's the captain but he still is he still is just this lowly you yeah. know just takes orders that he doesn't understand like N nobody on this ship yeah i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah there's no no one yeah no no one's important they're, they're all yeah. they're all just cogs in the machine here and exactly the, the computers telling them where to go um exactly yeah um, and then yeah so then as you said they formulate a plan so they realize that the alien is um getting around the ship through the air ducts and so they realize that they can basically seal off certain air ducts and force the alien into a part of the ship where they'll be able to blast it off into space. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, to get him there, they're going to need a person to actually go into the air ducts and drive him to a certain place to then be able to to do that. Um, so they have flamethrowers. I think 
One one of the great details in this movie that I love about the fact that the alien has um, acid blood or whatever that they establish, it makes it so that when you're on a spaceship, you can't just shoot the alien. It clearly explains yeah. like why it's difficult to deal with because if they did that, then it would burn through the ship and kill them all. Um, right. So it does a great job of using it to kind of explain the situation. So instead, they have a flamethrower. I think... For some reason, Ash seems to think that it's gonna not like heat, or so. someone someone thinks well, that the heat's gonna be bad yeah. for it. They say um, there's a line about how something about how like life retreats from heat, or like all yeah, life that all we life. are aware of, yeah. is uh, you know repelled by heat. So th- th- that seems like a, yeah, a yeah, decent uh, yeah, generalization to make. Uh, yeah, 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 conjecture. Um, yeah. Um, so so yeah, and we get the really cool scene where we have Dallas creeping along the ducks, trying to keep his like flamethrower in front of him. He's carrying all this stuff. It's super cramped. Um, yeah. I thought like this this whole movie, you know, they're on a ship, um, which makes it claustrophobic to begin with, and then it makes it even more claustrophobic <laughs> for this scene. So it's like you've already been feeling claustrophobic, and now it's like oh gosh, and you have limited field of vision. He has to kind of like put his stuff down to be able to move forward. Uh, it's super yeah. clunky. Um, so I, I think this scene is so good at like building suspense. Um, and yeah, it's really yeah. cool with him going through. And then he's sealing the ducks behind him until I think he on some level, he doesn't think he's going to make it out of this one, but he's mm-hmm. trying to do it to save the rest of the crew. And, yeah. and then we then we see on their uh like radar screen that the alien is coming towards him. Um, and uh, yeah, L- Lambert tells him to, to like get out of there. And then he, he like has a choice. He can climb up or climb down and he climbs down. Right. Yeah. This, this is one and part it, that I didn't understand why he didn't just backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> when I was right. watching well, the movie. I also didn't understand why Lambert didn't tell him which way to go. Yeah. Like, well, they, they didn't, he, they only did they knew, like, they didn't know up or down. They, oh, they, they right. only, okay. they only had it on like a horizontal plane. They didn't have a vertical. Oh, well, then um, that makes information. Sense. So, from that sense, it makes sense. But doesn't she say not that way after he's down? Well, because she knew that it didn't work out. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Because she could hear the, the alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, um, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think. You know, and it was a stressful situation. I don't know. Yeah. But I was a little confused Fair. of why he wouldn't just backtrack. <laughs> yeah. Because clearly the alien's not behind you when you've been sealing off the things. Um, but that's okay. right. I, you know, was he, he afraid pay, of I, getting stuck there? Yeah, I, I guess. But if he, if the theory is right and the alien is every is, every uh, every area has been sealed off, like any direction has oh, been yeah. sealed off, because the only they just opened one to let him in or whatever, and then sealed everything else off. Um, Wait, how is he going to get out? Well, he's gonna if if he can drive the alien into the last part, oh. then they can seal that off, and then blast yeah. the alien while he's still there or whatever. So okay, yeah, I didn't right. plus yeah, I didn't really know why if he got back to the barrier, then he'd have his back to it and just shoot the flamethrower or whatever. Um, yeah, right. And then they could open it up and get him out of there, what, what, what have you. But you know, I mean, it's a stressful situation. I'm not gonna. I'm. Right. I'm. I've. I've choked in many. A str- I've. I've done a not logical thing in many a stressful situation. So I won't yeah. give him 
too much grief. But yeah, so and so, I think again on this kill, you don't like, I don't even think you see this kill. I think we just hear radio yeah. silence. Yeah. Um, what did you think about uh, when he sees the alien? Uh, what did you think of the, that shot of the alien? I'm trying to even remember it. You might have, you might have to tell me what you think. Well, th- this was one of the the few shots of the alien that I thought was a little bit funny. Like it kind of has its hands out. It almost oh, looks yeah. like it's going like boo. <laughs> uh, so that I don't know. I thought that was a little I, cheesy. Yeah, it it didn't bother me when I was watching it, but I kind of see what you're saying. But yeah, I don't know. It it didn't it didn't. I, I liked it while I was watching. I'll say that. I thought the alien looked good. I just thought the the hand, the the arm gesture was it was a little yeah. too close to just someone sticking their hands out. Gotcha. T- to me, it was dude. just like he's reaching towards him to get him. Oh, yeah, that, that's probably what it is. I don't know. Yeah, this might just be we... me. D- d- don't worry about <laughs> I, this. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't notice anything, but you know, I also maybe I was thinking about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Checking my phone at the time or something. Uh, <laughs> Just no, kidding. That was a joke. I don't. don't, I, I don't even joke I'm not about that, that person. Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, um, but yeah. And so then we go to the crew. They know that their plan has failed. Their captain is dead. Um, now we're down to what four crew members at this point? Yeah. There's there's Ripley, Ash, Parker, and Lambert. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Jonesy, um, I guess. Yeah, um, four and a half crew members, yeah. <laughs> um, and the alien. That's five and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and so real quick before we get into this scene, just some other things mm-hmm. that I kind of just wanted to catch up and talk about, kind of on our way here. Um, I think first of all, the kind of earlier on in the movie. There's I saw a lot of shots and set designs that were looked heavily influenced by Star Wars, just in the way that they were filming the ship going through it, um, the way a lot yeah. of like the mechanical stuff worked, like the doors and just the way they were shaped and everything I saw. Definitely saw a lot of Star Wars and a lot of the set designs there and the way they did it. Um, that's not not a bad thing. Yeah. I just could see see the influences there. Um, and then the other thing I would, that I want to mention that I just think the movie does such a great job of um, throughout this movie is that, you know, a lot of it's taking place on this ship. But a key aspect that the movie really needs to sell you on for it to work at all is that you are on a ship in outer space and not just in a set, which is difficult yeah. to do under these circumstances because it's all like indoors and there's no windows. And so I think the movie does a great job of just consistently also showing you shots of the ship moving through space. Like it just keeps reminding you this is a ship in space and it, but it doesn't do it in like a really obvious or kind of obtrusive way. It it uses it in times when it's like a reminder. Yeah. Just like, just to put, you know, when you think things are bad, it's like, Oh yeah, shoot. (laughs) We're in like cold and uncaring space. And completely trapped on this ship. So it doesn't like take you out of the movie. But I think they do just such a great job of you never feel I never got the feeling. I always felt like we were on a spaceship and not that we were in a set. And I think it would have been really easy to feel like that during the movie. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. And I also think having having those moments, it, it like gives you a little more time to process 
just how bad the situation is. Like yeah. we're gonna see the captain get killed, and now we're gonna have an have a shot uh, from outer space and just kind of let that let that sink in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think yeah, the pacing just, in this movie is amazing. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole maybe maybe we can yeah. We'll probably really talk about that at the end, but yeah, yeah. it was edited in an amazing way. Um, yeah. All right. So now we're right. So we got it back. We have our four people and this is yep. when things take a big turn. Well, maybe I four guess. people. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So things take a huge left turn. So they're basically for, I don't even remember quite, but for some reason they're in a conflict with Ash about what to do next. So I think, well, what they're Ash, saying they should do is that they should like escape and blow up the ship. And Ash is like, no, we need to save the alien for studies or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sigourney, we or Ripley wants to kill the alien. Um, and yeah, he wants us to, he wants it to be saved for study. Um, mm-hmm. And then he reveals that actually the whole point of sending them out was to find this alien and bring it back. Um, or, sent- well, he doesn't really reveal it. Um, oh, wait, actually, the, oh, before shoot, Ripley, Ripley is now the captain, so she has access to mother, and so she yeah. goes to mother and she asks mother basically point blank, What was the purpose of this mission? <laughs> and then mother's like, yeah. Oh, you don't have access due to whatever code name, and then somehow there's just an easy override that she can use. For an emergency yeah, situation. that seemed like a bit of a cheat. <laughs> that that, um, that was a bit that was a bit of a movie cheat, but whatever. I don't want to. you know, you don't want to mess up the some, pacing. Yeah, and and it. I mean, it would be weird to have the like science off officer have access to. It, it kind of makes sense that that someone who's higher in the hierarchy would have a way to, uh, like, uh, maybe like not. why? Uh, why would there ever be? What's the point of restricting a thing that only the captain can in the science officer can use? What's the point of restricting it from the captain if the captain has a way of unrestricting it? (laughs) Like, why would it have been restricted in the first place (laughs) if they can easily get around it? But 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 Ripley's um, pretty wily. Maybe she maybe she wasn't supposed to know about this. Or maybe there was a deleted. Then why was there no? She's snooping around and she finds (laughs) there's like a little like. Then then what was the point of the mystery? collecting um, clues but it's fine um, you, you, they're keeping the pace going so you yeah, you go yeah. with it it's not like in the actual when you're watching the movie it's not it's not disruptive to the movie um that they had to you yeah. know i'd rather i'd rather them take the shortcut than have some convoluted thing um but and yeah. so yeah and then the ship's like the whole and then this is when we have the huge reveal that the whole point um was from the beginning was to recover this organism presumably so that the company can get it and research it and potentially use it as like a biological weapon um yeah i think is the implications um and then we this is when we learn that then ash somehow sneaks into the room at this time and taps her on the shoulder he's like oh yeah he like makes no noise at all <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden he's, he's right next to her <laughs> exactly yeah so he, he becomes very stealthy and he's like Mwahaha. I knew this all along. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's something along the lines of what he said. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, definitely said mwahaha in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that for sure. But yeah, so that, that yeah. that's when we learned. And that's and that's when, as you alluded to earlier, it all makes sense as to why he would let the creature 
onto the ship and break the yeah. quarantine code um even though he had seemed like a by the book person and like a heavily right. logical person and other things so we realized that this whole time ash has actually not been trying to help them destroy the creature he's been sabotaging them um so now we have this big conflict um and that's when somehow we get out of that scene and get into well, another scene i don't really know how that worked i mean but. should we i feel like there's a little more to say about the conflict with so like you see a little bit of like white stuff well, that's the next coming. scene that's what i was oh saying well don't they start oh okay so we get from that scene they, and they they, they they're like in a leave different room so they they have that and they leave <laughs> they, like, and then, walk out, like, fine. And then yeah they're like okay <laughs> and then ripley you see Agreed ripley kind of walking around the ship and then somehow yeah. all four of them end up together again. Um, well, first it's then, just Ripley and Ash, and Ash is killing. Like he has a, a magazine. Oh, yeah. and he's like sh- shoving it down her throat. Oh, it was yeah. also interesting. Like, and you can see photos of naked women on the wall. <laughs> yeah. That like I don't know. Yeah, this, it was it's interesting. Just, it's just part of like this is. It's kind of like a you know like a military thing or like these are like yeah. you know this is their. It's just like a crew member. Yeah, you know, for the ship. This this is what they're this is what they're doing using to get by. Exactly, <laughs> so they yeah. can go to bed at night, see some exactly <laughs> naked women. It, I guess is what they needed. And I, um, I think part just like having seen that in the background while she's getting brutally murdered, I think it was kind of uh, kind of cool. Um, nice yeah. juxtaposition. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, then uh, Lambert and uh, Parker hear the commotion and they start attacking. Ash and uh, he he kind of gets a little crazy. Starts making some weird noises. Um, <laughs> I I'm not going to try to to imitate uh, the the sounds that he makes. Uh, but um, yeah, and there's like all of this uh, creamy stuff coming out of him. Um, I mean, what, do you have any idea what that was supposed to be? It's supposed to be like his robot blood. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, it, it looks gross, and it does really, like, uh, you know, drive home the point that he's not a human. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't, um, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah. I but, yeah, they uh, eventually... Yeah, so the big reveal... Parker gets his head... Uh, we, so, we, yeah. We, yeah, big reveal, we learned that Ash has been an android this whole time or whatever. Yeah. We, we learn here, and, yeah, Parker gets, like, a club and smashes his head off. Um, yep. And then so they take him down and but then they 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 destroy him. But then they also think like, oh, this robot was implanted here clearly. And this is when they realize not only did mother send them on this mission, but then this is when they fully realize that this was their mission the whole time. Whatever job that they did, that was just a cover for them yeah. to have ultimately come across this life form, which then may, it makes me wonder like just thinking about it, like had they sent other expeditions to try to recover the alien uh, before, yeah. or like how, like how did they lo- like, or did they just see like learn about this organic creature and then send them? Um, I had I was curious. I was think, trying to think about that. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, it would make sense if they like maybe they had stumbled upon it on another mission and then. Um, yeah, like yeah, that that crew had been killed. That crew had been killed, but they had they gotten learned information about to mother. alien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they clearly so, know yeah. about the aliens' destructive 
potential. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that that's what I was thinking when when we got that. And so yeah, yeah. and the the full terribleness of the situation dawns on the characters. Um, but they also realize that Ash was sent here to help to do this mission, so he might know some additional stuff. So they are able to reboot Ash somehow, mm-hmm. and it's basically just his head. Um, and then just um, first off, I guess this is one of the other unfortunate visual things for me. Um, so basically, oh, yeah. the way they do this scene is you have like the android Ash. But then there's a transition when they pan somewhere else and they come back <laughs> and all of a sudden it's the actor's face before it was like because like when he was destroyed, like it kind of his face is adjust a little bit and you it's you know, it's a mannequin or whatever the heck a stand in. But then yeah. this scene, once they turn it on, it goes somewhere else and it comes back and it's the dude's face. Yeah. You know, they have makeup, obviously, and stuff yeah. on him. Um but there's a pretty it's a, jarring. It's a transition. very jarring difference. And there's a couple and they go back to the other like model yeah. version at one point and then they come back to his face and it's still yeah. jarring the second time that they do it. Um, I thought it was even more jarring the second time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you've already seen it once. It's like, yeah, if it looks this bad. Maybe just do it once and stay there and yeah. then leave. But so, yeah, it looks rough. I guess I looked into a little bit. It sounds like when they were making it, there was an issue with the modeling of the so the model thing that they had made was it didn't look the way it was supposed to originally look the coloring basically got off okay um at the end of the process but it was a 14 week shooting so they had <laughs> literally no time to fix it so this is one of the things where i wish that they would have had more time because this yeah. this wasn't how they wanted it to be um visually um and they they just didn't have the time to fix it basically <laughs> this is what <laughs> happened um so yeah. yeah, that's it's a little giant, but and then so yeah, we have the scene where they're asking um, Ash to try to figure out what's going on, and he's basically like, I don't know, you're all screwed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he says. And he ends by saying like, "I wish you the best" or something. Yeah, like that. he he has this weird turn at the end where he kind of almost seems like you you kind of get a sense that he, on some level he maybe had some emotions. And he kind of feels yeah. some remorse for what he's done. Um, yeah. But he's, it was, it's almost like he's been, he's like forced to follow his programming, but that doesn't mean that he necessarily wished that that was what happened. Yeah. Well, like I was going to say, you know, watching this movie, knowing that he's a robot, I, I would, I don't think it's, it's not at all obvious. I, I, I he comes across <laughs> as a guy who is, like very by the books, except for this one key decision and, mm-hmm. you know, a little uncaring, but, but just kind of like a, a, you know, kind of a rule follower. And, and also like, maybe he, as the scientist, maybe he just genuinely does understand the situation better than the other characters. So like, um, yeah, I don't know. What did you think about the depiction of, of Ash? as a character. Yeah. And that's, um, this generally. is a character that I, I think I left the movie still trying to figure out like, why was Ash an Android? Like did, would the movie have been any different if he had just been a person? And um, we well, wouldn't have gotten that those. creamy blood. <laughs> we wouldn't <laughs> have had the bad visual effects scene. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know what, like, do you, do you think that there was anything gained from having ash as an android i get the one thing that i could think of is that it further reinforced the fact that they're 
like people that are trapped in the cogs of this corporation. And it's like one additional in addition to mother. There's also Ash, who's another computer that was driving the situation basically and put them into this spot. So yeah. it's like just another further reinforcement of they're all basically trapped by this like corporate computer situation thing going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything I else? That. That, I mean, yeah. Well, I I think it makes sense. I don't think that uh, like I don't think that that they would trust a human to play the role of Ash. You know, because okay. um, I think with like Ash, you can program him to do exactly what. Well, at least seemingly, despite yeah. the fact that he maybe has a little bit of uh, capacity for empathy, but you can program him to do exactly what you want him to do. Um, I mean, it is. Right. I guess. It, yeah, that, that that that's a that's a good point. That 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 convinces <laughs> me because I think it further establishes like, yeah, how like this corporate world where they literally don't even feel like a human can do this job, and it kind of reinforces yeah. that the humans on this ship they're not really treated as like real people. They're totally being controlled by yeah. this society, um, and so and it's and like they're just so them, expendable. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're more expendable than like uh, even the androids or something. Like, yeah, like he has completely... he has the most important job on the ship. Um, yeah, even the captain um, does not yeah. doesn't really know what's going on. Um, I guess it does all raise right, the right. question. Yeah, you, you sold well, me because I was trying to wonder like if you just swapped him out for a person that had that role, then you could have had the dramatic tension. Of maybe he feels like bad, but he's also being forced by the corporation, and like he right. has, he's another cog where he has um, pretty much no choice. You know, if he doesn't do this, he's not going to have a job, nowhere to go in yeah. this world. So, I was thinking maybe instead it could have just been a person, an additional person that you can't be like hate him, even though he's kind of a villain character, but he's in a similar predicament as them, and he was even forced into a crappier spot. So you might have right. that interesting dynamic um yeah and then you also wouldn't have to deal with the special effects and it would just be less time <laughs> required to so you don't have to go over the fact right. that he's a robot can <laughs> just um but i yeah. guess then there would have been the issue of yeah but you just kill him anyway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i don't know the, the i was only, trying to figure that out the only thing that, that uh i mean i appreciate you uh uh, buying my explanation, I, I feel pretty good about it. But but I was just thinking, if if Ash is a robot, why isn't the entire crew robots? Yeah, like, and then they wouldn't even have to have the fake aid of that. Is, yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't like, have, to have the fake mission. Maybe it's yeah. just too expensive. Maybe that's, that's what it is. Probably the people are. Just, that makes yeah, sense. More more cheap labor than a, an android, right? Um, but it seems like the end game for them is certainly to to replace all of these humans with yeah. androids. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, okay, I don't know. yeah. I was never. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that is a good point. Um, but all right, so we we do we do the whole android Ash thing. We get we get through that, and now there's just three of us. So now all the there's no one opposing killing the alien. Everyone is pro alien death <laughs> and pro pro them living um, yeah. so, so so we're all on the same page now and so basically there's an escape uh, ship on the on this larger ship um but to be able to do that 
and like have any chance of getting discovered, they need to get additional oxygen onto this ship so they can use that to to survive basically the time it would take for this journey. So they have they have to go collect this oxygen while the threat of the aliens out there. Um, I kind of so forgot that, about that part. I'll, I'll admit. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you picked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, as far so, as why they were doing that, <laughs> I I couldn't remember what the reason was. <laughs> um so can we should we get to the next two deaths yeah i think that's where we're at (laughs) okay i mean i think i think this is great so the alien is coming at lambert and she just completely freezes and Mm -hmm. that's bad for her uh it's also bad because uh parker had parker is in a position to attack does he have a flamethrower or what is he has some weapon? He has something I can't remember. He has yeah. something like he could do some serious damage to the alien. I, I think it's a flamethrower because otherwise, mm-hmm. he, but he can't attack it because she's right. He doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. So she freezes, and because of that, uh, Parker gets killed, and then she gets killed. And I just, I just thought it was just a tragic way for them yeah. to go. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you have any exactly. anything to say about those two deaths? Yeah, no, I think, yeah. And they, they've kind of a set up um, Lambert the whole time as someone that doesn't do well in stressful situations. So they yeah. put in a lot of groundwork that she's not the person to count on in this situation. And then, yeah, I thought it was really tragic for Parker. I really liked Parker. They definitely set yeah. him up as like your second favorite crew member in terms of like, yeah. he seems like just a genuinely nice guy who's trying, trying yeah. to do his job. And, get, and he has get sympathy the day. for him. Um, like he, yeah, he's he's a nice guy. He's trying to get you know a fair share for himself mm-hmm. and for yeah. Brett. And none of that happens. He just yeah. he gets killed, and, and and he probably could have survived if Lambert hadn't frozen. Yeah, hadn't frozen he was up. probably he's one of the most capable people there. He like, yeah, he was the one capable of actually fighting the alien, and it. Still yeah. didn't and he has good ideas throughout the movie yeah. too. I, I yeah, exactly. To specific. Yeah, but but, but some yeah, of the good so, ideas come from him. Yeah. So um, yeah. Suffice to say, yeah, it was yeah. I was really sad when when he died. Um, yeah. And more just kind of pissed at Lambert for like, what the heck? You made Parker die. <laughs> I, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, she she's sad in a different way where it's more like she was just kind of a tragic character of far as she's just kind of pathetic. Um, yeah. I think I mean I think she is competent at her job. We see her like when she's just doing her job when things yeah, are, are basic, normal. She's yeah, then she's capable. good. It's just, just when she's she a, doesn't do well when things don't go according to plan. Yeah. She's, she's not a person to handle stress. Yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting too. Uh like she she is kind of um a like typical female character in a horror movie who, mm-hmm. you know, um is uh yeah freaks out at uh gore and blood and uh i mean she, yeah she's like she's the, she's the character who you know uh does the least well under pressure and then you have yeah. ripley who is like you know just competent always competent really isn't phased by much of anything mm-hmm. um uh, yeah there was one part i thought was kind of funny there's not a lot of humor in this movie but uh I think it's after after they've seen Brett get taken and uh, Lambert's like, could he still be alive? And Ripley's like, what? 
no. <laughs> She's just like so dismissive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those two are dead. So now it's just uh, Ripley and, yeah. and, and Jonesy. Um, Which one, one thing I got to mention is that yeah, I t- in like my skewed memory of the movie, my like I, I didn't remember how long certain things went. So like they were on the alien planet way longer than I thought that they would be like it seemed like uh, a really small component when i first watched it and then i also i remember i felt like i remembered a ton of time with it just being ripley and that like really wasn't like a pretty <laughs> small part of the movie i don't yeah. i don't know why in my mind i just for whatever reason re- distinctly remembered a lot of the time that it was just ripley um so i was kind of surprised when we were most of the way through the movie before it yeah. was narrowed down to just her. Sorry, that, that was just one oh, little no, random random well, note I had just the, remembering another, for my first time. Yeah, definitely in some horror movies, you do get like, you'll get maybe 20 minutes uh, mm-hmm. of just the final girl and the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm trying to, so Ripley, like the ship so, is going to self-destruct. Yeah, so Ripley, um, so it's, it's Stuff's getting serious now with um, Lambert and Parker dead. I don't think she needs as much oxygen in the. And she's trying light, to escape in, the, in an escape pod. So that's why. So the escape pod, she doesn't need the oxygen anymore because it's only one person. Um, yeah. So there's not a big worry about the oxygen anymore. So that problem solved. <laughs> Another two people are dead. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, and so she then goes and activates, starts the activation sequence. Um, for the main ship to self-destruct, basically. And so she does that, and then she hops into the other um, escape pod. And oh, turns out... I, there she, was one part that was I, I thought was kind of funny. when I, I Doesn't she try to stop the ship from self-destructing to give herself a little there. more time? Oh, okay, okay. Her, <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you... Okay, I, always, keep, I always love hearing your memory of the movies. I, I have an impeccable memory. Yeah. I, um, everything. And so, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Steel cage. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. Um, this is when... So, she's on the ship. But unfortunately, um, the alien shows up. And so, basically... Yeah. This is when it basically, I'm trying to, I, I don't remember this part, the, the, some of the specifics that well, to be honest. Okay. Um, but so the aliens cool. there, so this puts an, like a little wrench in her plans. I would honestly, this part didn't fully make sense to me. This is when I'd want to rewatch to fully understand the motivations. Uh-huh. Um, but so basically, but wait, the before aliens, we get to the alien, sorry, I just, yeah. there was one thing that I thought was kind of funny and fits thematically. She's like, she's doing something. And the like mother, we hear a woman's voice talking about how the ship is about to self-destruct. And like she can't she can't get something to work. And she like throws some object like at glass. And she's like, you bitch. And I just thought it was Mm -hmm. like funny just when you're, you know, you're having a tech problem and you just get so frustrated and just like throws. So I thought, uh. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that that little moment, um, yeah. and it yeah just um, captures the the frustration that uh, technology can bring to humans. Um, but yeah, continue. Uh, and so yeah, basically, so then she's like, "Oh, I need to get the alien off of this ship because I need to make sure it's on the ship that's like the other one." And then so basically, so she somehow is able to get around the alien. Or something I didn't yeah. quite. And so then she and then she decides, oh shoot, 
but now this ship's going to blow up before I'm going to be able to, to escape it. So then she goes to try to stop the self-destruct sequence so that she oh, could just and, that's when that... and then escape. And then, yeah, that that's when we get to this part. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, and then, um, but for whatever reason, she can't undo the, she's like just, she's like a half a second too late. Yeah. Um, flipping all the switches for the um, canceling the self-destruct. So it's not canceled. But thankfully, from this point, from the point that you can't cancel it, there's still five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not right. really sure why the the theory on all this timing. Um, but they they created there's a time limit window where you can still cancel it and it's going to explode, and then there's the time window that you can't cancel it, but it will explode. Um, so Maybe she's got it, a. It just take like it needs five minutes to do everything. But like, yeah, but, it, well, it, why wouldn't you want to have the capability to cancel it for all of the time? But maybe, maybe like the process by which the ship self-destructs, it like initiates at five minutes, and then there's no, they couldn't design it in a way that it you can like right. stop the process. You know? All right, that's that's generous of you. We'll we'll, 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 we'll we'll roll with it. That's why. Um, and so yeah, we can put put five minutes. This is on explained the in a deleted scene. They're, exactly. They're just yeah. like yeah, just, just like those about. other parts that we talked about. This yeah. one's also definitely why why is there why is after. Why is there a five minute period in which you can't uh, stop the self destruct? And then oh, Dallas is like, well, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, once it gets to this part in the sequence, there's no, it actually can't undo that part. So, yeah, they give you the technical details. Yeah. It yeah, takes okay. precisely a minute and 28 seconds to do this part of the explosion sequence and then an additional, you know, 38 seconds to do this part. All that adds up to five minutes. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but so, yeah, anyway, so now she knows, oh, shoot, the thing's going to blow up. I don't even really care where the aliens are at at this point. If I'm on the ship, I'm going to die. So I got to get to the escape pod and get out of here. Um, yeah. And so she goes back. The things that I was never clear on this is how she got around the alien in the first place to get back onto the main ship. And then yeah. how... She like gets back and she assumes that the alien's not in the ship any in the escape pod anymore. I had those same two questions. I, I, I was like, oh, I guess we've just forgotten about the alien at this point. That, that was like how <laughs> yeah. I felt. I was like, yeah, it was, that was like a few minutes ago. It's yeah, out of sight, out of mind. It's probably yeah. it's probably wandered off somewhere in the ship. You know how aliens yeah. are. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> They're always wondering. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's been like, you know, tr tracking people down and killing them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. Um yeah, so um, that doesn't make anyway, sense. I, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really I was I was like I kind of felt like I needed to rewatch that last yeah. sequence to like maybe I missed something cuz it didn't fully yeah. make sense to me. But anyway, did you um, sorry, just real quick. I I like the flashing lights. There were some parts in this where it's like almost blinding. Uh, oh whoa yeah i meant to mention that definitely <laughs> do not watch this movie if you are prone to epilepsy because holy cow yeah. this it could not be put in a movie nowadays people thought incredibles yeah. 2 was bad with its strobe lights imagine that like times a hundred there's like yeah. extended scenes of like intense flashing lights which i really thought was super cool i thought um, it was amazing really yeah. effective um but it was hard on the eyes I've never oh, seen yeah. movies I wanted hard to on look the away eyes. At yeah. Points. <laughs> I, yeah, I might have looked away because it was it was a little hard to. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I'd, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. 
Yeah. Oh, I, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was okay. Brutal. So um, yeah. So, so yeah, now we're on the ship. Yeah, we're on the ship. Aliens She's put Jonesy in the cryo, or Jonesy's going to sleep. We're all good. Yeah. Gonna yep. take off, and then she looks over, and the aliens hit been hiding in this little like nook thing. Um, yeah. And so this sparks the final showdown between her and the alien. She's able to like kick it out of the ship somehow with a little grappling hook or right. something. Um, it, like she opens up the door or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And exactly. then it doesn't quite go out, but then she shoots mm-hmm. a grappling hook, but mm-hmm. then the door closes on the like um, the hook, the line from the yeah. hook. So then it's like attached. It's uh, like, you know, uh, swinging out in space, still attached yeah. to the ship. I thought that was, I like that, that word. Oh. What's that? I was saying, I was about to say this is the other scene in the movie where I thought that the um, this is the one alien. This is the other alien creature scene that I I thought didn't quite work for me in oh, terms I, of I the was design. Just saying, I just thought it was funny how she keeps trying to get the alien out and oh, something yeah. gets it's, in the way. I, yeah. I wasn't talking about the, right, the creature fair. design. Yeah, but yeah. Give um, us your thoughts on this. Sorry, yeah, watching because this is like the time when we get to see the full creature. Um, yeah. out in space and it like swings on this grappling hook and like hits the spaceship <laughs> and it just <laughs> seems like the I don't know it it seemed pretty derpy to me <laughs> to be yeah. to be honest it kind of it felt like it, it killed a lot of the, yeah the alien yeah. is like infinitely less scary it's kind of like Looney Tunes like the original I thought it was yeah. like a poetic book where your first look at the alien and your last <laughs> look at the alien are both kind of Looney Tunes. <laughs> <Yeah. even. laughs> and they could have just had like a thud and maybe I, we like see a she bit of the alien out of a window. We didn't need to see the yeah, whole alien crashing into the didn't need to have, yeah. It's one of those things that I think at the time for those audiences, it probably looked really cool. Um, but yeah. now for people that have seen better special effects, that's not going to impress us. And so... Yeah, it would have been better yeah. if they just hadn't hadn't done that. And there's a lot of ways to have gone around that. But you know, what are you what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. And so finally, um, Ripley's defeated the alien, and so she's gonna go into her sleep and yeah, go go from there. She she's lived, and we get a cool um, explosion. Oh yeah, yeah. She barely escapes from the ship, ex- like the ship exploding. Yeah, she makes it just in time, um, which. And I, one thing I want to say real fast, I feel like I've kind of bagged on this last sequence with some of the stuff making sense. I actually, I really love the ending. I think it does yeah. such a good job. Um, and maybe this is when we talk about the whole movie's pacing in general. But I really enjoyed the way it amps up the pacing at the end and the music score kind of changes and it gets a little, becomes a little more like fast paced. Um, yeah. And it just, there's so there's a certain like energyness to it that it builds and you have the countdown timer which I know I made fun of but I actually really <laughs> liked like the franticness of I'm getting off the ship I got to do all these things I got to get out of here yeah. I it was I I re- really enjoyed the kind of the the build up there um but um yeah sorry that yeah, was me, my no me too um, I I felt like I sounded pretty negative about the ending sequence yeah. but I got to say I <laughs> I absolutely loved it um. Yeah. yeah, do you want to talk? Um, so we've got to the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, I guess, we maybe take a quick say? break and then come back. Yeah. And, uh... yeah, that sounds good. 
All right, and we're back um, to close out this episode that continues to get longer and longer. <laughs> um, Where are we I at right think now? That it's probably over, we're probably looking at at least over two hours. So <laughs> I always think that the episode's going to be shorter, and then somehow it's not. Um, yeah. But anyway, so kind of looking now that we've gone through the whole movie, um, what did you think about the pacing of the movie? Thought it was a little different than some other movies, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, it's very slow at the beginning. Um, I mean, we, we we get a lot of shots of just the ship and just kind of things mm-hmm. coming on. And uh, yeah, and um, I mean, and like like we said, it, it we get so many exterior shots of the ship. Sometimes we get um, we'll get parts where it's just showing us, you know, hallways and things like that. And then we we get a lot of these moments in between scenes um and then yeah and it kind of it just um i mean it's a what's the phrase it's a a slow burn slow burn yeah yeah i mean it's kind of the quintessential slow burn but then it but then it builds to this like incredible climax where it's just like you know chaos um so yeah i I think it's uh do you think anyone? Yeah. Would get, do you think people would get bored by this movie? Uh, I I think I I think this might. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, people seem to like it. If this, I was thinking, like, if this movie came out now, what would <laughs> audiences think? And I'd I'd like to think that people would still still like it. I don't know if it's the the slowness of the beginning might make it not as much of a general audience movie anymore. Um, yeah. So I was just trying to think about that because I think some of the interesting things. I mean. It's probably you're probably what like 35 40 minutes in before the alien even attaches itself to Kane's face. Um Yeah. Like, I, I think about 30 minutes. I think it's at least like yeah, it's more than 30. I know that. Okay, okay. Um cuz I was curious, so I at least noted it was somewhere around like the 35 minute mark of the movie. So I mean, wow. I think that says a lot about which to me it wasn't sl- slow cuz I was interested in the characters and the you know, yeah. but it definitely yeah, you you don't get into serious like horror action until you're like probably halfway through the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, which you know I think for a, a lot of audiences, especially like horror audiences, they're used to you know you're gonna see some intense action like early on. You know, it'll do a little build up, but maybe like twenty minutes or something <laughs> before you're starting to get into the kills. But the, this this movie really kind of takes its time and has several different phases where you have more of the beginning exploratory phase where it's like slow, long shots. It's very quiet and thoughtful. Um, and then it kind of, st- you know, it starts, then it goes into more of the suspense phase and then it finally gets into like the more like action oriented. Let's r- r- jump. Let's get out of the ship kind of mode. Let's we're in a hurry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really liked the way that it, it was paced. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how how well that would work for audiences. Thanks. I, I yeah, in general, I I really enjoy movies that are like are take their time and are okay to like, yeah, be thoughtful yeah. as opposed to having to like say something or show something every feels like every second. Um, yeah, in in some movies, um, so I I enjoy that again. Like also, the thought the soundtrack was really effective. Yeah, I like the quietness of it. Uh, I think that adds a mm-hmm. lot of eeriness. To it um yeah yeah i i re- really really enjoyed that um and i guess yeah. kind of g- going along with the pacing 
I really, I yeah, again, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I really just remembered the horror elements of this movie. I'd forgotten a lot of the sci-fi. And I really liked the part when they go onto the island. There's something like so cool about the exploratory nature of dropping down onto this unknown planet, exploring these areas. And they don't like, in the whole movie, as far as world building, it never talks directly about the world that they live in. It's all just you're getting context clues um, from yeah. what you're seeing and what you're hearing in the dialogue. So I, yeah, it's incredible sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, it's like a sci-fi dystopia um, mm-hmm. where, yeah, you, I mean, you only, yeah, again, you, you just get get little clues about the society from the context. But it's clearly like uh, a very hostile world uh, for mm-hmm. most uh, humans. And, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, um, what did you, uh, so... We talked some about the influences on this movie, like Star Wars and mm-hmm. Halloween. Well, what do you think about uh, this movie in the context of uh, movies that have followed? And maybe to connect it to the sci-fi, can you think of other sci-fi movies that have uh, have? I, obviously, there are other alien movies. Um, yeah, but like um, the horror influences are more clear. Um, yeah, it's, from a sci-fi perspective, I think other than, you know, other movies that have your more like kind of blue collar space crew, I think people, you know, to use that. I think the second movie probably influenced more sci-fi stuff to come than this yeah. one did necessarily in terms of what they took from it. Um yeah, I don't I don't know if there's I don't know if there's any sci-fi movie that I've personally seen that quite had this was able to pull off like that like exploratory nature of going dropping into a planet quite like this movie. I I do, yeah. do can you think of any? Um No. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um yeah. yeah, as far as like kind of, you know, other yeah, influences from from the sci-fi perspective, the things where you really see the influences is I think more of like video games. Um, yeah. Which this one. And then the second one as well with the um, Metroid. It's one, one of my mm-hmm. um, favorite video game series. That's clearly heavily influenced by these movies. That's yeah. whole, it's entire setting and the scenarios are very similar. And as a, even if it is a female protagonist, they it's about going into a planet to basically um, take this organism that can it's basically yeah take over people <laughs> um, and it's kind of a similar kind of infection type organism that can be a threat to the whole universe and it's um, yeah very similar they even have references to alien in it with both the mother brain and Ridley um, as being main antagonists um, and then oh, really? yeah <laughs> yeah they have they, they, yeah, they, they directly use the use some names from this one and then wow. also and then halo halo is the other video game where you see huge cl- clearly huge influences from alien on um it's kind yeah. of especially aliens the, i think well yeah i mean a- aliens yeah we, we can yeah talk about that but even yeah, there's think there's still some aspects that are um yeah kind of yeah. But I, yeah i think that's the hard thing of talking about some of the influences is i think yeah you more see the influences of alien plus aliens together. Right. Influence well, a lot you, of things. Uh, um, yeah. I was just thinking, have you played the video game or the video game series dead space? 
Yeah, I was. So, I mean, isn't there a movie? Isn't is Dead Space based on the Dead Space movie? Is there a Dead Space movie? I, I think so. I think there's okay, a Dead well Space then, movie that was made somewhere around this similar time. I think. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll do a little. Right, it was 19, 1991 is when Dead Space came out. I have no idea if they're related at all because I've never played the Dead Space video game. Oh. <laughs> um, well, the video game feels a lot like Alien because you But you I, play, I, I think Dead please. Space, the movie, was influenced by this movie a lot. And okay, so maybe yeah. it, like, by proxy. Um, I mean, you just you play somebody who's on a ship and it's there are these aliens and they, like, take over human hosts um okay so yeah, yeah. it sounds it sounds like dead space the video game is based on dead space the movie based on that at least okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, um, which i think dead space the movie is definitely influenced yeah <laughs> um, by by aliens so yeah by yeah so okay yeah that that makes sense um, yeah i yeah i didn't thought about that one um yeah i think there's i think there's a few other kind of like that some movies made around this time that might not have like you know lost to time a little bit because you remember the original one or you right. know the the one that they're kind of riffing on as opposed to some of the others that were made kind of around that time right um i think you know one thing i don't know if we mentioned this earlier but like the thing um as far mm-hmm. as influencing alien as in, in addition to like star wars and halloween um not in terms of like the setup um and the more kind of sci-fi and the horror setup aspects of it, I thought definitely influenced Alien. So yeah, this is definitely a time, yeah, when those kind of things were prominent. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think, and I think Alien did a great job of it. Definitely took from a lot of things, but it then I think it made it made it better and it used them in a new way, which I thought was, yeah, it, cl- it clearly inspired a generation of people with all the like video games and stuff that we've grown up with that were yeah <laughs> ba- based on this. Um, yeah, well, I uh, I was just thinking, in a lot of ways, Alien is is so much better than Star Wars. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, Alien, uh, it, it it like presents a a future world that is not totally uh, like like you could see us where we are now like ending up in a world kind of like this um it you know i think it um it certainly uh has a lot of um themes about kind of uh you know workers just just being cogs in the machine and and like not really knowing what they're doing and um but you know somehow can being kind of used as pawns in the, the service of uh these these like um you know ever present but also kind of like uh you know unlike uh like opaque uh corporate um machines um and uh they're they're just they're they're very different they have different purposes and they're they're well pulling different one's a space opera epic and one you know and this one's a a horror one's a and this one's a horror sci-fi so i think you know they're going for very they have very different like goals and one's you know one's more dire and one's you know more pos more positive in its um outlook on the yeah. world i don't i don't know i really say enjoy, that. i enjoy star wars a lot i mean i love star wars but like try i don't know i mean we should we'll have to cover those movies at some point oh yeah we'll trying them. to make sense of the like political 
world in Star Wars is like. I mean, one's an R-rated movie intended for adults and one's a movie intended as like a family movie that children can watch and be inspired by. So I would hope that Star Wars isn't as complicated as Alien. I don't, you you know, they're, they're, they're totally different. They're different genres. They're different purposes. They have different audiences. I think they're really hard to hmm. compare from those types of levels. Well, I mean, certainly in the prequels, they spend a lot of time talking about politics. And like, if you can, like in Alien, it's like clear what kind of world you're getting, right? And like what the, well, I'm, I'm, what the I'm critique talking about... of that world is. Like what is, what is the, trying to make sense well, of the political order we can't we gotta just compare also, like we gotta just compare issue. a new hope to alien right we can't include the other ones because if we include the other ones then we can start talking about the other alien movies yeah that also i'm not going to say that they don't necessarily fulfill the great prophecy laid out yeah. by the first one they there's going to be issues in any of the sequels but if we're just looking at like movie to movie that came out right next to each other yeah um, yeah, I guess I'm not. Uh, they're just such different movies, which I think this is an yeah. amazing time for me. Watching this movie made me think, man, what an incredible time for movies that they yeah. had Star Wars one year, then Halloween the next, and then Alien the yeah. year after. I mean, those three movies are so influ They've been so influential. And like this movie, yeah. it kind of, ta- I mean, this is such a product of Halloween and in Star Wars in a lot of ways, but then it takes it in further. But I was like, yeah, those three movies have influenced like cinema for so long since then. I just yeah. thought it was crazy. And then just how like they're all very old movies and they look so good. Um, yeah. And I think hold up at least I'm going to, I'm going to say that I think alien held up really well. And um, we'll talk yeah. about the other ones when we, when we get there. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, man, that's a, it's a great, it was apparently a, a great time in movies where there were some interesting thoughts and ideas um, yeah. out there. Yeah, and, and um, so much like variety, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So uh, do you have any thoughts about this movie uh, as a horror movie or about how it uh, kind of fits in the, the horror um, tradition? Yeah, and I guess th- this is one where I'm a pretty... I haven't seen a lot of horror movies. I'm not not a horror expert, so I I really and I have this may be the oldest horror movie I've. It's like other than how I guess this could be the second oldest Halloween or horror movie I've seen. I don't really okay. know. I don't have a lot of context of where this goes in the horror pantheon, if you will. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, watching it now, I thought there was a lot of great suspenseful scenes. It wasn't it wasn't scary to me at all watching it to be honest um but i think i was just enjoying so many other aspects of the movie (laughs) that it was almost like it like i got into those lanes and i just wasn't even worried about the (laughs) the alien aspect i was too interested in like thinking about the motivations of the characters in the world and looking at like the cool shots and like the trying to understand think about like the sci-fi um world building that I like right. almost like got distracted from the alien at a point on this viewing. Um, and I think part of that's just cause I'd already watched it once. Um, yeah. And I kind of knew when, you know, stuff was going to go down with the alien. But so I, I think it did a great job with like building suspense and stuff, but 
Um, and I think it was smart to not show the creature very much. I think it was, and it did a great job with the creature. It was very like lithe in the way it moved. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, what about you? How, how did you like this as a horror movie? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, um, like Halloween is kind of considered the, the, uh, original slasher film. Um, mm-hmm. and there are some movies that came before it that have, uh, slasher elements but that's kind of when the you know it really took shape and uh this movie has slasher elements you know there's a a killer Mm -hmm. that is uh you know basically wiping people out one by one um and and like you said it it is it does borrow some of the the shots like you know seeing things from the point of view of the victim um it I I mean I like that it, it has some of those elements, but it is so different in so many ways. You know, uh, mm-hmm. most slashers are not uh, don't have any science fiction elements, other than like you obviously have Jason X, where they uh, they go to space. Um, obviously, but, um, yeah, <laughs> we've all uh, seen definitely, that. Definitely, yeah, everyone's seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh and and um you know in the slasher genre it kind of became you know it became standard to have all of the victims uh and the protagonists be like teenagers or you know maybe college age um so in this movie they're you know they're blue collar like yeah so, i mean I, quite I, a few really the characters like, are like in their yeah, 40s or 50s yeah the, all i really like that aspect of the you know i think even when this movie came out i think in previous horror movies that and they're typically the horror movie characters are like high school college age kids yeah. so to have them be like actual adults i thought was a and it kind of helps yeah. to make it more serious and interesting yeah. with all the other stuff going on i really like that totally and, and there's there isn't really any sex in this, you know, other than mm-hmm. the couple of nude other than the, a- the alien. Um, yeah, and the alien. Yeah, right. Sorry, I don't know why I've been talking about all the the uh, phallic and vaginal imagery. <laughs> like, there's no sex. It's not as it's certainly not as overt. Yeah. Uh, and um, like none of the characters are really sexualized. No. Uh, I guess Ripley is like wearing a sort of uh, skimpy um, at the very like, end of the movie. Very end, yeah, when she's yeah. getting ready for the cryo thing. But even that, it's mm. just she's just like I didn't seem like it was very uh, like no. sexual. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. I guess p- partly watching this movie just makes me think you can have some of the slasher elements, like people getting uh, taken out one by one, and and some of the like point of view shots. But a lot of like. There's no you don't have to have the characters be teenagers. You don't have to have. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it seems like uh, there could be more. Um, yeah, yeah, there could just could, for whatever reason, yeah, like the slasher unexplored. genre. Yeah, like, how, they the really horror, like horror movies are pretty like narrowed in on a couple like, you of have concepts. To have, you have to have um, young, you know, I, you know, teenagers mm-hmm. or early 20s. They like. They have to be really horny. They have to. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's just like it's just. Yeah, cool there, there's a lot of unexplored territory in the horror. Yeah, genre, yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, any other thoughts about the themes or about the um, 
the craft of it. <laughs> I think I think I think I've said everything I want to say. Um, do you yeah. do you have anything left? Um, no, no. I think uh, right. I think that's cool. about then, it. Then don't yeah. overstay our welcome. Thank you everyone for listening <laughs> um, to our latest episode. Um, definitely follow us on Spotify and like and comment and rate and review or whatever you do on other platforms. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, follow yeah, follow us on Twitter, and we'll we'll be continuing with our Halloween theme this month. Next week, we thought it would be fun instead of doing Aliens because I think that's more of an action movie um, than a horror. We're going with Alien versus Predator, um, <laughs> and this is also one that I think me and Sam both saw at a pretty at a younger age, so we thought it would be good for the show so i'm excited excited for that next week um and with that yeah see ya